Hi Adam. Hi Christopher. How's it going? Yeah, good. Yeah, how are you? Good man. Good. We've moved in. We we have just moved in. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this one is coming to you two weeks after we've moved into the new location uh, mm. in Queensley Park. Um, it was a bit chaotic, wasn't it? Oh my goodness gracious me! It yeah. was absolutely insane. If um, if anyone ever comes in the shop and we talk about moving the shop again, convinces to not. <laughs> yeah. Because it's uh, um, a large, large, large task. It was pretty brutal. It was, but worth it. Yep. So we're currently sitting in the new demo room, um, which sounds amazing. Have it you does. Been playing a kit in here sounds absolutely great. The bass drum sounds like an absolute cannon. It does. So, yeah. Um, if you haven't been to the new branch, the new shop in Glasgow yet, please come and see us. Unit 4, Weirdale Lane, Queensley Park, uh, G33 for JJ. JJ Abrams. Yes. Do you know what it's a bit like? Moving shop has been the equivalent of, do you know when you're in, in the gym mm-hmm. and you do squats and you um, the following day you hate yourself because you're just, you can't walk <laughs> because you're in so much agony. you got doms. you got doms. Mm-hmm. Doms for days. Mm-hmm. Um but then, come six months later, you look at, you just happen to, you come out of the shower, you just happen to catch a <laughs> glimpse of yourself in the mirror, and you're like, oh. Buns of steel. Buns of absolute steel. Yeah. Man of steel. Is there something, that, yeah, there's an, an analogy in there somewhere. Um, it's worth it in the end. It is worth the it. The pain is worth correct, it in the end. Correct. For the, for the righteous shop that we're in. Yes. Um, so this podcast interview that we're going to talk about was actually recorded in September. The day, first day of the UK drum show. Yes. So, um, the artist in question, <clears throat> excuse me, um, preferred that we delay the release a little bit in tandem with the new single that they have. Yes. Um, so, Ali Richardson is who we're talking with today, and he plays with a wonderful band called Bleed From The Within, and their new single is called The End Of All We Know, and it's just out. Um, so, we thought we would try our best to tie it in with the release of that single, Um we did our best. We apologies, Ali, um, but Benny Greb got in the road because we didn't have Benny Greb in our schedule, our release schedule, did we? No, it just kind of came up on the fly. It did come up on the fly, and we thought, seeing as it was uh, still hot in everyone's mind, we released that one. Yeah. So, and we felt it would be unfair for Ali's interview to get rushed. Yes, because it's a well. great chat with a wonderful human being. Yes, so uh, sit back and relax and listen to us having a really fun chat with our good pal Ali Richardson. Boom, boom. Well, Adam. Hello, Christopher. How you doing? I'm a bit exhausted, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I can't lie about that. Um, why? You were very loud there, Christopher. Okay, I'll sit here. Fucking, we just, oh, oh no, it's back up, back up. Because <laughs> um, we've been at the UK Drum Show all day. Well, we still are. We still are. We still are. And we are at the UK Drum Show with our good friend, Ali Richardson. Good evening, Ali. Hello. How are you, man? Hello. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm feeling... Uh, well, it's been a bit of a mad day. Just sort of, I drove up from Redden, so driving for four hours, and then I knocked about in the main exhibition hall, and it's 
loud AF. It is very loud. Uh, so is this the first? Sh- oh, you've been to London, haven't you? I've I've been to London drum show twice mm. in the past. Aye, but this this seems a lot bigger and uh, it's louder than I remember. So yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm just I'm. A, I'm, I've got tired ears already. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, only been in there for about an hour and a half, yeah. so I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> this was my first show, so I didn't know what to expect at all. And oh my god, like, it was mental in it. The, yeah. the fifteen to fifteen minutes of hell that you get every hour. Yeah, I, I don't think if you've never been to something like this, there's no real way of explaining just how hellish it is. And I'm not complaining about it because it's part of our job and part of the shop's job to go to these things and support the industry and all that. But it's brutal. It's pretty full <laughs> It's like this weird drumming competition with every single drummer and every single drum brand that there ever has been at once. Aye. It's, it's like like every single drummer, like you said there. Like I was at this drum stand. It's a, a company called, I think it's De Bois or De Broys. They, they make the snare drums, the re- recycled snare drums. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know the guy from that and I was over trying one out and this was about two minutes to five and he gave me the sticks and he's like, just go for it. And I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad. But as soon as I started, I hit it once and this guy just appeared out of nowhere, like a wee noise ninja. And uh, <laughs> But he had his own set of sticks and he just started whacking all the snares and I was kind of like trying to have this conversation with this guy about the, the quality of his 14 by 7 birch or beach snare. Yeah. Anyway, I was trying to get in, involved with this conversation and uh, this guy was just sitting, panning the absolute... <laughs> Arse out of all these. Uh, it's, it's a very, very drums. strange way to to try and figure out if you like some drums. Yeah, it's impossible, man. It's and and people are legitimately like, I want to have a conversation about this, and you can't because they are just hitting drums. We had Aaron Spears on the booth today because we are here with Sona. So at two o'clock, we didn't have anybody playing because he was signing, and the crestfallen looks of the drummers of the UK when you told them they couldn't wail on your drums. Yes. <laughs> it was just like, what do you mean? It's, this it's, is our time. We've got 15 you. minutes I've and waited, it starts now. I've Let waited 45 minutes. So are you excited? You're playing tomorrow, right? I'm playing tomorrow, aye. In the, I was going to plug my thing, but this will definitely be out after. Oh, probably, aye. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm playing tomorrow, aye, in the Mike Dobell Master Classroom. And, so and how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm excited. Uh, clinics are... Something that um, I'm looking forward to doing more of. Obviously, mm-hmm. my first clinic was uh, Drummers Only Day Out. And you smoked it. Yeah, man. You had the biggest room of the day. Like the biggest oh, that's, that's, that's the hometown crowd. That's Glasgow's yeah. got my back. It does. It <laughs> did have your back, bro, because you got like the best questions and all that. Everybody was right into it. It was a, it was a game changer for me. It really was. And it was an insane opportunity, obviously, to be alongside those artists and like to meet Annika and stuff like that. It was uh, like a perfect day. I couldn't mm-hmm. ask for anymore so cheers for the opportunity guys oh no thank you it's a pleasure means, means a lot but um aye that kind of started it all for me that was the first thing and that's uh as soon as i did that i was like right i, I want to do i need to find more ways to do it so i immediately mm. went all to sabian evans or sabian Dadario and yamaha and i was like look just so you know uh-huh. you know this i got some really positive feedback here's the review there's some photos i really want to do this kind of thing more so please feel free to push me for any of these events yeah. and uh how many more clinics have you done since then? I've done one uh, with Dadario, so mm-hmm. Evans and Promark uh, at Salford University. It was just to the students, so there was about 30 or 40 people there. Uh, but I, that, again, that was an amazing experience. So I took what I'd sort of learnt from your one, which was basically I was just a bag of nerves for the entire <laughs> time. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was an amazing experience, but I was definitely, I was rattling. I had sweaty palms whenever I was talking. And I thought I was talking really slow. 
And then I watched some footage back that my mates had got, and I was like, "All right, so the next thing I'm going to do is talk about the double bass down there. I'm going to be we're going to talk about this a little bit." I was like, "Is that how fast I was talking?" So I did Salford University, and I was like, "Hey guys, <laughs> how you are doing?" I've been practicing my ears, and I'm just yeah. I've been practicing my ears. <laughs> I hope somebody's wearing headphones. Uh, but yeah, I basically sort of I tried like a different approach to it. Um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. No, no, no. The no, same, the same thing with like your. Before the first clinic, I like, like almost over rehearsed. I was practicing every single day for about three hours for about three weeks in the run up to the first clinic. Because remember, I came round to your your uh, practice space. You did, did you a did. live video, and you were like, I remember you telling me, like, man, I've even got the PA system set up in here. I'm going through my full script. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, I was playing through. It was like a dress rehearsal every day for about three weeks. Oh, so I had the PA though. system mm-hmm. set up, and I was talking through the mic because, as a drummer, you. You never really get to talk through a mic through a PA, and you kind yeah. of forget what your voice sounds like, yeah. and you kind you of usually up. shout at that for talking through a microphone. Exactly, that's it's no, it's no your place. Get back behind the drums. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I rehearsed like a silly amount for that first clinic. The second clinic, I didn't really rehearse that much, and I actually had a much more relaxed gig. I okay. sort of took it, just took every song as it came, kind of thing. And uh, but even at that, at your first clinic with us, it, it didn't feel as though you'd rehearsed it. If that makes sense, like it felt very natural. I'm very surprised to hear that, but that's that's <laughs> good. I, I guess because I was so comfortable with it, I could relax a little bit more. But yeah, the second clinic, uh, I just I had a bit more of a lax approach. Obviously, I still, you know, I, I just approached the rehearsal in a different mindset. And then this one's been a kind of combination of the two. Yeah, it's a it's a big show, obviously, like the biggest one in the UK now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did it all come about? Did Mike get in touch with you, or um, this one came about through Yamaha? Actually, I think Mike went to Yamaha and said, "What artists do you want to put on this?" And uh, Gavin Thomas, the sort of main guy for drums, with Yamaha, he just sent me an email and he's like, "Look, we're they just given me a, a new kit, which we can talk about after if you want." Uh, but I, they basically sent me a drum kit uh, in summer, and they were like, "I, how do you fancy?" doing the, the the drum show as well and i was like yes 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 well up for this like it's good for you mate you. good for you how are the students of salford because th- to me that's a great crowd to get if they're into it well the ones that were there <laughs> were into it basically um it hadn't been advertised very well and apparently it was on a day where there was only one class like an hour's class in the afternoon at like four oh, o'clock or something so they expected 150 people and I think there was probably 30 or 40 oh. um, which I didn't really I, I was I was kind of glad because like I said I hadn't done the, the same rehearsal that I had before <laughs> so I was like if 150 people had been there I'd be like oh I wasn't prepared for this oh wait a minute <laughs> but, um, no it, it was it was great anyway man everyone that was there was really into it and but like, then also you know as well there was like 30 people there who were really keen to go you know what I mean as well people who are right up for it and exactly it was it was me and a, a bass player a lassie called Becky Baldwin I believe is her name and I she sort of did a, a bass masterclass thing before me and then mm-hmm. I went on and did that and everyone that was there was right into it and they were hanging about asking questions and I did like a sort of Q&A in the middle of my clinic just to break it up a bit and yeah I must have been answering questions for about 20 minutes there and oh, then amazing. I had another half hour at the end which was great for great. how many people were there good um were there metal guys there? As part uh, like they, they want to play it? There was a couple of ponytails, aye. Oh good. Some some tattoos and some Great. denim jackets and that. <laughs> uh, I mean there's always there's always gonna be metal guys. I'll be interested to see if there's any metal people in the crowd tomorrow. Right. Reynolds maybe? Uh Reynolds, aye, he'll uh, well I heard a rumour he was coming. Uh, he he is? Not, did you not t- is he here already? 
He's on the. I went round the Mino booth and he's on the signing card for Mino. Yeah, so was that today or is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. It was advertising right, tomorrow. tomorrow. I'll go he and, I'll go is a man who speaks so. very highly of you. Yes. Oh, I speak very highly of him. It's it's great. I, I, I noticed this maybe predominantly within the metal genre. I don't know if you can correct me or not, but you guys are all really supportive of each other. Aye, definitely. The, the thing is, I think now. There's like a sort of new wave of drummers that I've yet to meet. There's like a guy, just to drop a few band names, I guess there's a band called Conjurer who are absolutely insane and one of my sort of favourite up-and-coming metal bands in the UK. Their drummer's ridiculous, but I've not met him yet because they're from like this new... I say new, they've probably been going about five years, but we all started back in like 2005, 2006, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like me, Reynolds, Jay from Tesseract, uh, Dan from Carcass, Dan from Sixth, he was oh. obviously, well, he's old school, do you know what I mean? He was even yeah. before us. But like, I like we are all supportive of ourselves, but then all these new drummers that we're seeing, we're just like reaching out to them on Instagram, being like, mate, your stuff's amazing, do you know what I mean? Oh, like great. Everyone, mm-hmm. as a genre, is very supportive and everyone... We just everyone loves what each other does. Do you know what I mean? I see Reynolds put up a video, and I'm just messaging him like you. I, I don't I swear, but no, I, we, 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 we we say obscenities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that, that's amazing. I love that bit, and then he'll comment my stuff like this is so good, yeah. and then we all comment each other's videos, and everyone just loves what everyone's doing, and it, it's it's amazing, man. Like what I like from from, from looking at the metal scene from outsider and having that like everyone's got each other's back. There's a proper brotherhood there you know what I mean especially if you say you guys started all at the same time as well aye definitely like, I mean you know we're, we're all too macho to say that we've got that those kind of feelings for each other but uh, I think it's about time we were all honest you know what I mean it's, I it's time to speak up about Let it how out. you feel for one another Look, it, Reynolds mate I love you bro he did tell us that um, he had to hide from you at one point though like oh I did I did actually listen to this on this, the set bit, <laughs> bit of the podcast well he's not the only one I'm pretty sure a lot of people have had to hide from me when I got on the tins. So, uh, I, and I do remember the party he's talking about, and I'm pretty sure it was Manchester. We played a Vans event, and it was, I'm pretty sure he was playing with Dead Swans at the time. And it was us while she sleeps, Dead Swans. And we all went out in Manchester afterwards. We ended up back at this flat, and it must have got to 4 or 5 a.m., and Reynolds is trying to go to sleep, and I'm just chasing him around the house with <laughs> two bottles of beer, like, Reynolds, where are you? We need to listen to Pantera. We need to listen to my sugar. <sighs> And uh, he, he, he evaded capture in a cupboard. I believe he slept standing <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> That's the lengths that people... I mean, I'm, I'm a menace with, with a couple of beers in me. But yeah. but I think what what surprises me the most about it is it could quite easily be a contest. Speed contest, blast beat contest. Do you know what I mean? I, oh, I, I for sure. It could be, but I, I think... That old thing about guitarists hiding their back and all that when they're tapping. And, do you know what I mean? And, but drummers are just different I, I definitely think we are different I think we are like so I was going to say there's less egos there's still there's egos everywhere but like there's less like what am I trying to say there, is, there is less of a competition there's more respect for what each person's doing I think everyone kind of loves like all the people that I've mentioned before um, everyone's got a thing that's they are really really good at do you yeah. know what I mean yeah, and I think everyone respects that because drum drummers are were such geeks when it comes down to it. Do you know what I mean? You can try and be cool, and you can try and have that ego, but see when it actually comes down to it, and we all start geeking out, you're just like, "Oh, is that who how fix, <laughs> how fix your snare drum, man? That's brilliant, man! How many plies on your snare head? That's brilliant!" Like it just we've got that, and we're everyone that I mentioned, like mm. Jay Reynolds, Mike Malian as well. He's here, uh, Monuments drummer. There's, there's so many that I, I can't think of off the top of my head, but we've all got that 
thing for one another that we can see but, each other do yeah. and just be like, that's amazing. Well, there's nowhere to hide, is there? No. Do you know what I mean? Like Unless you're Reynolds and find a cupboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Reynolds hiding in the cupboard. Sleeping, standing up. Brilliant. Love you, Reynolds. Um, I've now lost my train of thought. I had a, I had a train of thought. Yeah, you seemed like you were really onto something there. I, I was nearly onto something. Um, do you? Well, it he, could be a contest. That's what you were saying. No, well, I was going to go. He he also does um, other styles. Is that a thing you're thinking about? You know, he was playing some fusion stuff when we did. When we put. I, I, he's he's dabbled in our stuff, and I get same with a bunch of guys that I know that metal drummers, but do other styles as well. And because you're I'd, more than capable. Of, I, of I, I mean, I, I, jam, I jam that stuff mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, when I'm just at the end of a practice session or the start of a practice session, I'll jam along to some funk or some mm. like, electronic music's my thing. Mm. That's well, what cool. I, you're I a big fan of Chromeo, up. aren't you? Massive fan of Chromeo, it's a lot awesome. of disclosure, uh, Tom Mish, or Mitch. Yeah, wow. Um, all that kind of stuff is what I listen to when I'm not learning metal tracks or mm-hmm. whatever else. And the metal stuff comes out late at night after a few pints <laughs> it takes me back a few tins after a few tins but uh, no I listen to a lot of electronic stuff and I like jamming that stuff and I think at some point I'll probably put it in at the clinics but at the moment <coughs> I've definitely got uh, well with clinics and kind of what I'm doing it's I feel that metal's very underrepresented at these kind of events and yeah. I don't think it gets the right sort of exposure I want more people to talk about it so my clinics are just geared towards metal at the moment good I um spent a few years I'm a there's a I'm the kind of butt of the joke in the shop when it comes to things like jazz music because I did a jazz music degree did at, you Chris thanks Ooh. see no well, well, there's a there's a there's a threat do you count 7-4 I'm, I'm going home I'm going home no there's a there's a, a saxophone player called Branford Masalis and he has the utmost respect for metal guys because the dedication to practice is like there's pretty much metal and jazz music and maybe classical nobody has to practice as much as you guys in order to be able to play the stuff you play so consistently, like to get your feet that consistent. How many hours a day were you doing growing up? Like hours and hours. Of Actually, not that much, man. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, <sighs> and that's that's gifted. not. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at me, I didn't practice. But do you know what I had? I had. To, don't give. He's giving me a nod. He's, no, no, no camera here, but he's giving me this old check this guy. Did you? I? <laughs> but uh, no, genuinely, I had. I, I, maybe I'm forgetting. Maybe I'm forgetting those painful formulative years. Of, uh, of starting out but like I literally I started playing drums and within about a month I had a band mm-hmm. and it was this uh, it's my mate's <clears> wife <throat> we're still really good friends Louise was starting this band uh, and she was like I need a drummer can you play Pantera and walk and I was like aye I, o- I only knew <laughs> I only knew the first half I didn't even know it when it started putting in Mad Fills aye. so we jumped I was like aye I can do that <laughs> easy mate and uh I ended up getting into this band and she's like, she was, she got me into like Lamb of God and that's when I started hearing Slipknot and that. And I remember mm. the first time I ever heard Slipknot, right? You know, the song Sick. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 and then the double bass comes in. See, when I first started drumming, I actually thought that was the clown doing that on the, I didn't know what double kick was. I was like, he's not doing that with his feet. That's the other two guys hitting the drums. So I was like completely clueless when I was 13. And then I joined this band and was like, oh, is that... Is that what's that? That's called? what is that a double pedal? Whoa. And literally from buying a pedal to being in a, I bought one, and then that night I was in a practice space, and Louise is playing these patterns like don't do it, do it, and I'm like, am I meant to do that on my feet? And she's like, aye, and that's how it started for me. So from day one, I just had like 
it wasn't even like sitting in the house practicing I was in a rehearsal room paying for the time with another four people and just kind of getting thrown in at the deep end and that's kind of that's what I did more than actually practicing I just played in a band with a I had a really a similar experience like coming up I, I, the first thing that happened to me when I started playing was literally playing with people and I don't Mate, think it's, it's the way forward uh, you're right I don't think there's uh, anything else that can um, um, uh, uh, replace it you know yeah. replace it yeah. <laughs> so I've got to take a phone yes. call in the middle. Chris is taking a phone call. This so, is um, twice. So we did we did a podcast with Craig Neal, Twin Atlantic. Alright, okay. And the very same, Chris had to leave for a pee break midway through. For a pee break? For a pee break. What age is he? I know, right? You'd think he was like nearly forty or something. So that, I know. It's just like not professional. Old so man. you're looking forward to tomorrow, man? You seem pretty buzzing about it. Aye, mate, like like I said, this is these kind of opportunities and they're they're not wasting me in any way. Like I kind of made a wee announcement video for this on my Instagram, I sent it over to Mike and I, I said in that that I'm just to have my name alongside Ray Luzier, Chris Coleman Matt Garska. Did like, you catch any Ray? Mate, I, I'd missed everyone today because I turned oh, up so late and then when Ray was playing I had to set up my kit for my sound I, I sound check tonight for my show tomorrow which yeah. I thought was a bit weird but I missed the entire thing I ran in to the auditorium as soon as I got finished and Benny Greb was rehearsing with his trio no and I was way. like oh I mean this is amazing but <laughs> I've missed Ray so I, I, was, I, I, was, I bet I got into that I missed him I was backstage because I was doing a little video with Chris Coleman and as Ray was setting up man he's outrageous, outrageous. He's, he's, he's absolutely wild man I mean apparently yeah. apparently I'm meant to be doing a signing with him tomorrow at, oh, the, no Sa- at the Sabian booth if that happens man I'm going to be I'm going to be fangirling like, oh, totally. I'm going to be Gushing. Uh, like, All right, how's it going, mate? Hi. Uh, no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to meeting him. Hopefully, I get the chance to and just tell him that I think he's he's a sick drummer. I, I love, I love his style. I love, I just love watching him play. I love his drum kit as well. I mean, I thought I had a big kit, but that's just mental. Yeah, and, and I love it, it. His symbols as well. Like when I, when I saw him sound checking, I'd never seen him before. I knew of him, but I didn't. I'd never actually seen him before. Like the amount of energy he was putting in, even during sound check, like he was just like, yeah, let's do this, man. Yeah, he's, like, he's mental. It's so much so much energy and like drummers like that like um, Mario from Gojira yeah Eric uh, from Fever 333 like these oh Eric ins- and Prota oh mate he's, he's outrageous he's just daft isn't he he's yeah. just mental um, but like I, I watch these guys and I'm and there's another one as well Tatsu from uh, Crossfaith it is insane oh yeah, yeah absolutely insane man and like I watch these guys and I just sort of watch footage of myself back and I'm like oh you mate you're doing this all wrong like mm-hmm. I've I've like started over the past I'd say over the past sort of eighteen months to two years my technique started to change a bit I'm feeling a lot looser and I'm trying to get a bit more I'm not even trying I'm just becoming a bit more sort of animated when I'm playing and yeah. I don't really have control over it I'm just kind of I'm just having a, a whaley a time basically quite right, I aye. swear to God I'm so inspired by the, the the people I just mentioned just seeing them play and the energy and the passion and I'm like I should have always been having this much fun like the fun I'm having now is where I wish I always was but like. I think I went through a long period of time I was just taking it a bit too seriously and I was a bit too focused during the gig yeah. whereas now I'm starting to let go and that kind of goes back to what I was saying about over rehearsing and just letting a little bit of it, a little bit of it be in the moment like there's a yeah. track I'm playing tomorrow that I haven't rehearsed that much and I'm just kind of going to run with it there's like a couple of improv moments and stuff we'll just see how it goes Yeah, but as we've said it's more natural that kind of way as well you know what I mean they're kind of just like if this goes well it goes well if not like Reynolds when we did the clinic with Reynolds in the shop in Glasgow like he played a song that he hadn't played in ages and he was like I'm not going to lie to you I might mess this up but here we go and it's just I've, I've, I've always been a big fan of that honesty in yeah, people yeah. Man, I, I, yeah. think, I think that's a really 
it is a big thing like that I wanted to do I don't have the time to do it today but like the next clinic hopefully somewhere down the line I want to have a couple of points where providing people know the bands that I play in because that's a common problem as well I'll be like oh do you know Bleed From Within and people go who? <laughs> yeah or no but, uh, I'd like to give people the option and be like look do you want a fast song or a slow song and just let the crowd pick and then just sort of see you can never really be over rehearsed for that kind of thing you just want to see which one gets taken on yeah. the day do you know what I mean but uh, no I'm actually gutted I missed Reynolds Clinic I really am oh man you should have uh, been there it was cool I know he did one in London as well but I was away and uh, I saw the Glasgow one and I was back in the UK at the time but I was down mm-hmm. in Redden which ironically enough is where we are now based in it that's where I'm based but Reynolds used to live there did he and oh, I, he okay. moved away and then I've moved there and then we're still trying to do his damn podcast yeah and, uh, he no, did mention that and I was like oh it's no work to it. Well, uh, here they bet me to it, mate. <laughs> no luck. Sorry, Reynolds. Um, yeah, he's probably like, it's quite funny that you've moved to Reden and he's moved away. Like, I still try to hide from me. It's like an expert level. <laughs> exactly. Game, like. He's taken it up a notch. Oh, Ali's, I reckon Ali will be here in the next five years. Like, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> I'm the hell here. out of Dodge. Like, <laughs> Nottingham, that'll do. <laughs> away we go. So, what about like the band then? What's happening like within the coming, the coming years, coming months with the band? Um, so Bleed From Within are working on the new album at the moment. Um, yeah, we'll have something new soon. It's it's that's no big secret really. We released mm-hmm. an album in two thousand and eighteen after a sort of five year hiatus. Um, for a band of our size, it was kind of damaging. So we've came back and done some really good tours, just trying to build the profile again. And uh, aye, it's been going really well. Album was a great success. We couldn't ask for anything and more than that. And, uh, he did a lot of touring to support that album as well. Yeah, we have, uh, definitely, throughout, over the last 18 months, two years. Well, in fact, I think it's only been 18 months. Wow. It's been mad, it's been quite a quite a busy schedule, so. Because right, was it just when we did the drum show last year that it came out? Or it, was it, it just came, It came out that? at the start of April, I believe. And yeah. then at the end of April we played uh, St. Luke's. St. Luke's, And then right. it was a month, pretty much a month to the day after that that I played the... Glasgow Clinic that's right yeah I remember that because um, I remember doing that clinic and saying do we have any Bleed From Within fans in the room and there was like one one person <laughs> and I was like are you kidding on we just sold out 500 cap room down the road <laughs> and no one still no one knew the band which I always find that stuff kind of funny yeah um, have you ever I, been like so have you been out in Glasgow and been recognised it's like oh no way man it's happened a couple of times aye but it's, it's funny in Glasgow because it's just like you're either out at a bar or you're just out like doing a bit of shopping or something yeah. <laughs> it's and like somebody's done. like you that guy who bleed from within you're like I mate and they just go class man like <laughs> Glasgow is just always going to be our, our home for so many reasons but for that kind of interaction that we get with people that have been to the gigs and Aye. know us we're just like alright mate and they're like class gig the other week and you're like cheers man and like, yes that's it Aye. approval <laughs> like people buying you shots and all that if you go out if you end up in the dreaded cat house or somewhere or night, <laughs> night nice and sleazy or something be like oh you and bleed from then or can I get you a shot and you're like they bought man hi <laughs> of course I love it hi Christopher hi guys sorry oh, about you're that. back now decided to grace us with your presence uh, I, I, I saved my <laughs> wife's bacon what happened uh, she was trying to get the mixer to do certain things and couldn't really figure it out it wasn't so, good alright um, for those of you that don't know, my wife is running the mixing desk on a wedding gig tonight for the very first time because I am not there because I am here. Yes. I, I'd be, I'd be <clears> so, so. She was so trying to get some that. EQ settings and then SPDSX settings to work. So, if you probably heard me having a very fraught conversation, yeah. it's because she was a bit panicky. But we're I'd, all good now. I turned down your microphone a little bit because there was points where I could hear Gail going a bit 
mental. Yeah. I thought, the audience don't need to hear domestic It'll violence It'll be today. absolutely <laughs> brilliant if we have to redo this because of a phone call. No, I think we'll be all right. No, we'll be all right. <laughs> uh, what were you guys talking about? Just how good bleeder. Yeah, obviously. That uh, St. Luke's gig was a real eye-opener for me, man. And this I, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, it's going to sound silly but I had never really experienced a metal gig like that before I'd seen bands like Tool live and I'd seen the Pumpkins but that was like real metal can we just can we just have a little moment here to discuss the new Tool album yeah we can Adam hasn't heard it yet still not listened to it man <clears throat> get out and oh, you, that's you're, <laughs> I'm just turning my microphone off and you're probably going to tell me to get out but it took me about five listens before I got it but you got it uh, eventually Eventually. Well, that's fine then. I mean, um, you can be, we can still be pals. Okay, I don't need to I, throw this bottle of Moretti <laughs> your head. <laughs> My initial <laughs> reaction was it was a bit underwhelming. I've heard, I've heard it. I enjoy I enjoy this discussion because I love it. I loved it at first listen. I loved the first song when it came out, and maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm just a sucker for it, and I've just got two goggles on. But I was I swear to God, I loved the first track that they released, Fear Inoculum. I loved the build. I love where it went. It was. It was a different tool to me. I was like, "This is great," and then yeah. people, people complained that it wasn't what they'd done in the past. No, but I was like, "I under, how do you expect it to be that?" You're right. You're a hundred percent correct. The 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 I, I, I'm, a, I'm a nerd, right? So I read interviews with people, and one of Billy Corgan's biggest things has always been that the public just want you to do what you did before. So as a band trying to evolve is really difficult. And what people forget is like Danny Carey's fifty eight years old, man. I did not even... I knew he was in his 50s. I didn't even realise he was pushing 60. That's mental. Maynard's 55. So these guys can't do what they did when they brought out the first album. They probably don't want to. They're, they don't have that angst. I reckon they, I reckon they still could. No, what I mean they, is... They're, they're, definitely with the writing and the approach yeah, to it. But yeah, like, it's, just, it's just an evolution, man. You think about 13 years between albums. It's just... Well, that, that's, I think, a, that's a mental gap to have. And yeah, and I think that was the problem for me was that the some of it felt like 10,000 Days B-Sides. I've heard so many people say that, and I just totally, but totally disagree. I've, I've been totally swayed <laughs> on that idea. <laughs> I've been totally swayed round, uh, and it's fantastic. Danny Carey's playing is monumental. Oh man, they, I, I, did, I just wanted to sort of throw that in there, just so I wanted people to know that I love it. What's your favourite track on it? Loves it. Oh mate, I think it's this. Uh, Invincible's Numa, amazing. Numa's yeah, amazing. Numa well. is is sort of taking taking the leads, but. Numa, Invincible, and Tempest, man. That is yeah. a tune. Yeah. Tune. Absolutely wild. No but snares um, for the whole record. No snare wires on. You notice? You kidding? No, he doesn't play. He's, the snare <laughs> wires are me? off for the whole record. You you haven't noticed this? Uh, no. Go back and re-listen. <laughs> Go back and re-listen. That's and absolutely mental. It's bonkers. No, doesn't, he doesn't I just thought it was a really dry snare. No, I there's no never... wires on. That's, that's, the, that's his whole thing. That's his whole sound. No wires, man. I mean, I've, I've obviously heard him dabble, but he usually switches it on and yeah. off at certain no, points. And, no uh, wires for the whole wow. record. That's, there yeah. you go. You learn something new every day. There Fair play, man. Danny. I couldn't do that. Nope. Nope. Did <laughs> nope. you, uh, you listen to drum podcasts? Uh, no, not really. Because there's a really good one with him on the trap set. He's hilarious, man. He played for Carol I King. I, I don't listen to podcasts full stop. It's not like nothing against drum podcasts, yeah. obviously. I just don't, <laughs> I don't really... I, I, can't, I, I need to... <laughs> get out. Get it's out. my turn. My I'll just turn my mic down. <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts because I, I can't do anything whilst I'm listening to them. Do you know what I mean? I'm too... My mind needs to be concentrating on stuff. People do it when they're... Oh, I'll put a podcast on when I'm doing this, that and the next thing. And I'm like... They're great for driving. Long distances. Oh, I just put tunes on, mate. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> well, one one tool song, four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you my know. plan for on the way back up the road. <laughs> yeah. Two album, go. 
Um, yeah, I think they're, they're good, but if it's like late night, like one o'clock driving, then Tool is awesome. Tool is perfect. You could probably do. Do you know what you should do for tonight? Like download all four records from Enema, um, Lateralist, Ten Thousand Days, and now Fear Inoculum, and play them back to back. Aye, guess guess uh, get uh, Undertow on there as well. Well, you'd be, he would be home before Fear Inoculum. <laughs> I'm, I'll just, just get Fear Inoculum, mate. You'll be up the road. By track five, you'll be. Oh, that was quick. It, it's, it, it's eighty minutes long. Oh, and there's like seven Ten, songs on it. I seven, I seven songs. The whole thing's better than seven. They've got so many songs in yeah. seven. Brilliant. Um, apart from is it Chocolate Chip, Chocolate Chip Trip. Yeah, is which is basically a drum solo with this really weird backing round about it, but it's amazing. Great. Yeah, that's my journey home sorted. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, what are you playing tomorrow, man? What do, do, are you playing bleed tracks? Are you playing silosis tracks? Are you yeah, playing some bleeds? And I can obviously tell everyone. I keep thinking like I'm trying to keep something secret. No, but this no doesn't matter. Uh, no one cares. No one cares, Ali. Uh, no one listens to drum podcasts. No one listens to me. No one listens to drum podcasts. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I am doing some bleed from within tracks. Some uh, a, a silosis track and. A track by a guy called Rabia Masad. Oh, know I know Rabia. He's yeah. been in the shop actually. He came in the shop last huh? year. Jolly Boy John. Year. Jolly Boy John. For real. For real. I I know what you're. How? Why does Rabia? He's a drummer. You? He's not a drummer. Yeah, he is. Well, he plays drums. Oh, he plays drums. Okay, because but he's he, not. He, well, he came out of the shop because you know how we've got the iconic snare wall. Aye. I was talking to him and he was like, "Man, I'd love to have something like this in my studio." And I was like, "He's like my drummer Ben." And oh, at that point, right, I was okay, like, right, okay, okay. Yeah, so, and then it clicked because he plays in Dorji, obviously. Yeah, Dorji and Tosca. And Tosca as well. And I was like, oh my God, you're Rabia Masad. That's how you say his name. I've butchered it, haven't I? No, no, that's it. Rabia Masad. I, oh, Masad yeah. I always mess it up. Um, and I was like, no way, man. Thanks for coming in. And he was like, cool. He's a, <laughs> and then that was that. That was that, I Just Wait, went. Rabia's a total, a total hero, man. Like, we met each other on this Frog Leap tour. So he plays for Dorji, he does Tosca. And he sessions. He is the guitar player for the Frog Leap band. Uh-huh. That's who um, he was up with when they came in. All right, okay. Shop. Um, but I, they, I did that tour with them and just hit it off with the, the whole band straight away. And me and Bia had a couple of nights just staying up drinking beers, and me and Bia drinking beers. Well, mm-hmm. uh, but I, he let me hear. He's got like two sort of solo albums. He, he, he records demos for products. Right. He puts all the tracks together on a physical CD and he releases it. They're called Grinding Gears. And uh, he played the new one to me, and he's like, there's a track that you would love, it's really metal. And we're sitting on the bus, and he played me this tune, it's called In the Face of the Nameless. Right, how metal is that? That's pretty metal. And he played it to me, and I was, straight away I was like, oh, this is this is gnarly, man, this is like amazing. And there's a riff in the middle that just made me spit my beer out, and I was like, what is that, man? And straight away I was like, Bia, you have to send me this, I, w- I need to play this at my next clinic. So he sent me over the guitars and the click track, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Just do what you want." He's Amazing. like, well, "Use that as a guide if you have to." So I've kind of taken that, put my put a bit of stank on it, and uh, so yeah, I've got that in there, and it's it's gonna be that's the one I've like practiced a bit, but not too much. So I'm gonna have a bit of fun with. What drums are you playing? Because you've got new drums, baby. <sighs> yes, the Yamaha Hybrid Oak and Magma Sunburst, and it is stunning. Is it everything you dreamed of? It's every, more because you were. A massive fan of the original live custom. The original live so custom was great. I, I didn't think they could beat that, and then they discontinued that. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. And so I'm, you know, a proud owner of a live custom in black wood. It mm-hmm. is a mill. Um, but then the hybrid oak they sent me back in June, 
to take out on the summer festival run with Bleed From Within and as soon as I got it set up and tuned, got Evans to send me out some heads for it and I it's mind blown. And our front of house guy was just like it is night and day. Really? The difference between and wow. It's, wow. there's just more there's just a bit more life. I don't know how they managed to do it. Like the the oak was the live custom was amazing. Mm-hmm. But the hybrid oak's just that but more the phenolic making it brighter or something something like that apparently it's increased the dynamic range or yeah, something yeah. according to the sort of the, the blob about it you yeah, know what I mean copy. maybe that I think that's what it is it's just brighter it's bigger brighter highs like thumpier lows and the kick drum is mental I was they've, about to ask how they've added big, all those weights yeah I was going to say does it work well I usually play a 22 by 16 that's what I had in the live custom that's like okay. the perfect size for me it's mm-hmm. just it's punchy but it's obviously still got a decent size to it they didn't have any 22 by 16s of the hybrid oak in the UK when they were sending it out. So Gavin's like, can I send you the 22 by 18? And I was a bit like, I might be a bit boomy. Like I've tried to stay away from them for as long as I can. And he's like, trust me, just take this. And I got it in the studio. I got it back to a rehearsal space. EMAD 2 on there, tiny little EQ dampening pad from Evans on the inside as well. Mm-hmm. Really slack batterheads. And I hit it straight away. Everyone's like, Mate, that sounds like even you know it's good when your singer turns around and he's like, yeah, yeah, it, that sounds great. Like, yeah, everybody turned around and was like, this, this, something's definitely changed there. So. It's funny because you th- you see these things come out and we obviously have to sell them because that's what we do, and you wonder if the actual marketing is is right. I they absolutely killed it. Those weights inside the kick drum do tighten up the low end because the twenty two by eighteen is not as boomy as right. the others that I've played, like from the live <clears> custom. <throat> um but on that note, I'm actually gonna talk about this tomorrow as well. The Evans hydraulic heads mm-hmm. believe the hype. Yeah, we 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 have a whole thing set up in the shop and they just keep people hit them and like, Yep, hook a brother up. Do, like, do you know what's mental though? See the UV coating? Uh-huh. So I, I like I'd literally swapped I had a red hydraulic head-on from the start of January to the end of August. Whoa. Right? And I've taken it off, and I've actually got it with me to show people at the clinic tomorrow, because I'm going to do a little bit about my gear, but I need people to realise that, you know, people in drum shops and Evans aren't trying to sell you some lie. Like, this coating works. There's not one dent in the head. Wow. The only reason it's saggy is because of how much I've cranked it. Yeah, tension. It's yeah. like a brand new head, and we just used it in the studio for some new Bleed From Within tracks, and it's... Aye. It, Aye. it works in this, under the scrutiny of a microphone in the studio. It works live. It works. I've got no dampening on there. Wow. And it, it's it's a beast and it lasts. I feel like those brands, Yamaha and Evans, the stuff they're bringing out is just knocking it out of the park. We were the talking FP9 about this earlier, pedal, we? the hardware they made, the EAD10, the new live custom. Like the last. Crosstown hardware. Yeah, that's well. what I'm saying. The last four or five, three or four products Yamaha have brought out have literally changed the game. I feel like Yamaha is starting to. It's, there's a change happening in the company now because I feel like for a while I mean I've been a proud Yamaha artist since 2010 do you know and I felt like there was a period of time where they were just like it was really uncool they were an uncool drum company and I, I, I loved the drums I've always loved the drums and I'm like I'm I'm not going anywhere I'm staying here the mm-hmm. drums sound great why aren't people getting this but there were like very few people playing them they weren't doing a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. but over the past three to four years with the live custom the hybrid oak like you said the FP9s are coming out Yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on a set of them yeah, man. Like all this stuff the EAD10 mm-hmm. that I've been inundated with messages from drummer mates just being like dude can you get me a discounted rate on one of these units wow. like so many people reaching out to me I've not even got one yet and I'm yeah. like it, it's amazing yeah it really is yeah. they've moved up and they're you know yeah. they have they've really I don't know what they've done what's in the water but 
it's working. Um, and things like the EAD10 we and the Crosstown hardware, we can't get them quick enough. Yeah. Like we literally, they, they, they're in and out so fast. How much does the EAD10 go for? 450 quid or something. Under 500 quid for in that box. That's, that's uh, remarkable. It's, it's outrageous actually. Yeah, and like, just the capabilities it has, like well, you were saying you can record straight into your phone. Can yeah, you can. Yeah, you can record straight. Mad. You know, they, 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 apparently when they brought it out, when they initially started researching it, I was unfortunately not around for the, the night we did. But if you imagine, um, you know, like back in the day, you had old rack mount systems where they were about three feet off the ground and about two feet or a foot wide. Yeah. They took two of them and basically condensed those effects processors into that box. It can actually determine the hierarchy and sound between cymbals and drums. So it can tell when you're hitting a cymbal and it can tell when you're hitting a drum, which is why it never confuses the two. That's bad. So when you when it adds effects, that's why it sounds so natural. It's an incredible piece of kit. So like yeah, their, their past few the past few three or four products, like I say, are just amazing. And Didario just pushing the game sticks. Have you tried? Like you play two Bs, right? Two Bs, yep. I don't know if they do it in two B, but like the five A uh, rebound and forwards, the five B rebound. Have you seen all this stuff? That they do have them in two Bs, and I have tried them. That's I went down like, to the Dario factory at uh, the start of this year, right? And Ben Ben yeah. Aldred, my man. If you listen to this, yeah. I love you, bro. did Shout you see him to today? He was floating about today. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, That's well annoying. And I know he's not here tomorrow as well. But Shout I turned up. So love late. Ben. Shit, I love Ben, love yeah. Adam as well. Everyone, yeah, I've just met him for the first time recently. Uh, everyone at the Dario, just what a company. So yeah. on the ball with Forward thinking. Support. Forward thinking, so supportive of their yep. artists. The and, you're right, 100%. Uh, that, that stuff goes a long way yeah, with me, nice. especially yep. being as busy as I am. But yeah, I went down to the warehouse and see when you get Ben started, man, that guy is just a walking encyclopedia yeah, of drumhead knowledge he's amazing eh? uh, it's just it's so interesting hearing him talk and I'll just be like I'll pick out a head something I've never seen before like a prototype and I'm like eh, what's this Ben and mm. he's like right and he just breaks down the construction and yep. apply how everything's put together and you're there yeah. for 10 minutes and then I'll pick another one like tell me about this one <laughs> what about this one what about this one Ben <laughs> <laughs> tell me more <laughs> uh, it's Messiah. amazing man but I, yeah, I, I he, tried out a bunch of the sticks there yeah he drops some knowledge bombs that guy eh? oh I. So yeah, with all that stuff, and with the Evans heads, like you say, the UV coating changed the game for those guys as well. Have you seen, are you using a, a UV EMAD 16 yet? The, the bass drum head for the floor tom? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I, I I toyed with the idea, but it's not really for me. I right. might do it just for a, Cause, just for the gram. Cause, <laughs> for the yeah, because when people hit that, I mean, we've got, a, they put into the shop a display, I think there's like six toms. The Glasgow shop. Yeah, the Glasgow shop. They put six toms, and a floor tom, and now they're gnarly, they're like 30 quid drums, are really snide. But the whole point was to hear the head do the, the work and hear the difference between the heads and what it made the 16 inch floor tom sound like. It's just like, whoa. Sounds like a bass drum. Man. It really, and like, like people hit, and they look at this drum and it's like a session pro or something, you know what session I mean? Session pro, go on. And they hit, they hit this drum and they're like, yep, sign me up, I'll take one. It's incredible what they're doing. So yeah, I I've I've always wanted to do it, but I use I think that, sorry I'm right. swinging back from the mic there. Um, I use my floor toms too much in conjunction with one another, so I think okay. I think the sound difference would be too much. Okay, I'd probably have to get two emads on, and, and they I don't, think they don't do be, a fourteen. Yeah, well so. I, I usually use sixteen and eighteen. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah, I but, thought you um, used fourteen, sixteen. I do on this kit because Yamaha didn't have an eighteen in the country. Ah, okay, but cool. um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like the idea of it, and I'm definitely going to try it out at some point. Are you still all over Sabian? Oh, 
Oh, here we oh. go. You've got them starting now. I mean, I, you know, I mentioned my sort of disdain earlier about their, their new logo. It doesn't really do much for me, but uh, it's just a logo. It's just that. a logo. Um, Sabian, I, I won't bother saying they're the greatest symbol company in the world because everyone thinks that their own symbol company is the greatest symbol company in the world. So Sabian are the greatest symbols for me. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. And if you, to see, to be honest, they do make the greatest China symbol in the world. And if you try and tell me that there's a better symbol than the 19 inch double A holy China, then you can just go and walk off a cliff. <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here it's, first. It's a, it's a lie. There's no better China. But yeah, I love uh, saving. What's your ride? Because we, I remember we talked about this before, before your, um, your performance that we did. It's the 21... 22-inch. 22. It's the hand-hammer 22-inch power bell That's ride. right. Vinnie gonna, Paul, yeah. RIP. Yeah. Uh, that was that his thing's ride of choice. amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's the best of the mega bell sort of range. Like, every symbol company does one, yeah. and they're all mints. The only, <laughs> one that, the only one that comes close is the company that rhymes with Smilzheim. Right. And they do one, uh, and it's... Okay. <laughs> Lackluster, right? At best, okay. Uh, I used that. To be fair, I used that. Um, I used that said ride for years, and uh, I, just because I couldn't afford the twenty-two inch power bill, it's like nearly five hundred quid or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sabian kindly sent me one in two thousand and thirteen, and I was like, oh, oh, I love you even I more. What is it about that symbol? Is it? Does it just tick all the boxes? It's just more musical than all the other, right? Than all the other sort of alternatives on the market. It's got. I mean, obviously, it's a ridiculous symbol. It's just for metal, essentially. Yeah. Or I don't know why anyone else would want to use such a thing, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's perfect for what I do. But it's, I stick definition is insane, and the bell on it is just—it's the more musical of. Do you use just, do you use the whole symbol, or do you just use the bell? Yeah, I use the right because I feel like somebody would. What do you call it again? The bow. The bow. Yeah, yes. I feel like somebody would buy that part. symbol purely for the bell. Well, I you don't buy a mega bell. No, no. So like mega bell. So you know, because we hear these guys that they buy like a sort of metal symbol and then they'll buy a zill bell or something. Oh right, okay. Oh, I I, yeah. I I used to do that back in the day, but that that all died about 2010, I think. Okay. Um, Zell bells just went out of fashion. Pronto. Have Uh, you checked? So I know we've been hyping a lot on Reynolds, but have you seen the bell brass snare drum he's got? Aye, yeah. aye, aye, I've seen it and I've heard it. Has he told you that like the hoops on it, the VK, yeah, the um, VK hoops, hoops yeah, yeah. if you hit them, it sounds like Zill bells. Apparently, I wouldn't be surprised. I think yeah. it, uh, Alan made me a, a snare as well. Um, oh right, okay. Yeah, so I've, I've got a VK and it's cast iron. What? And it weighs Whoa. eighteen and a half kilograms. That's more than Reynolds's. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's this thing is nuts. And uh, so I Alan made that, and he's an incredible drum maker. Shout out to Alan. Alan uh, Van Cleef. Yep, you're the man. Because uh, I never clarified when Reynolds was talking about him what VK meant. So oh, yeah. Alan okay. Van, Cleef. Van Cleef. Yeah, that's his second name. That's where the, the company name's come from. Uh, so you not got a name. solid brass kit in his studio as well? Well, that's... I, so I've had a shot on that kit as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's worth about 18 grand or something. It's wow. mental. And it weighed, the, kick drum, the kick drum weighs 60 kilograms. What? Whoa. You, you need two people to lift it, like when yeah. you put your pedals on. So I went and did like a... I think he's posted about it once or twice, the videos that I went down and did. But... um. I had a shot on that kit and that's when I tried out my snare for the first time and this thing barks. Really? It, wow. It's so loud and it's so heavy. I can't tour it. I wouldn't want to tour it because it's such a valuable piece of kit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Didn't he make one for Danny Carey for the new tool record? He made an entire drum kit yeah, for Danny Yeah, I was going to say. That. I don't think he used it on the record but he played it at uh, <clears throat> Download. Wow. Download Festival, the kit that he was playing was the one that Alan made. Wow. 
which I can't remember what it was made from, but it's a stunning. You just need everyone should be following VK underscore drums. By the way, his his, his craftsmanship is next level, mm-hmm. and you can go and perv on uh, Danny Carey's yeah. amazing <laughs> new custom kit. Yeah, I bet that's amazing. Um, so what's next for Ali Richardson? Apart um, from tomorrow's performance. Tomorrow's performance, aye. Don't get too drunk tonight. Right. Maybe go and catch a bit of Benny Graham. Yeah, we should probably him. do that. Yeah. Um, but aye, what's next on the cards? Bleed From Within album is what we're working on at the moment. Um, Silos' stuff is happening. Uh, I know that's a very common question. The band is not dead. They are doing stuff. I just don't know when it's going to happen exactly. Um, so that's kind of going on. And then... Yeah, just I want to do more clinics. I want to. I'm, I've, I've recently got a camera. I was telling you earlier. Adam, yes, you so have, I'm, yeah. I'm going to start doing my YouTube channel and building that up. I'm going to use that as a about time, man. That's that. Well, that's just something to get me playing a bit more. Like I'm, kind of, I feel like I'm starting to go through the motions a wee bit in terms of practicing. I'm just, I'm constantly in metal writing mode or metal gigging mode, and mm-hmm. then I find my little other pockets of time. I want to do something more productive with it, so I've got this camera. I'm going to try and do YouTube and yeah. push myself a bit more there, and it'll just uh, help me practice more. So I'm going to do that, and we'll see what happens. Good. Try not to kill myself anytime soon. <laughs> so I take it, will you do a whole album cycle, tour cycle thing with the band? You'll write, record. Yeah, yeah. Bleak Ble- Within's new album cycle will start next year, right. probably around about May. Just album four, five. This is album. He's counting on his fingers, everyone. Aye, is that right? Aye, it's album five. That's yeah. mental. Wow. Yeah, and we're still skint. <laughs> <laughs> That's metal. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I owe metal. So, yeah. Album five, tour and cycle next year, and we'll just see what happens. Take each day as it comes. Good. Sweet. Um, where can people in the world find you if they want to check out your drumming? Instagram is where I spend most of my time on social media uh, I've got a Facebook as well but Instagram is the place to get in touch and what's the handle? it's at Ali Eats Drums we'll put it in the show notes as well yeah so that Yay. people can follow um, any, sh- any more shout outs before we wrap up? <sighs> um, shout out to you guys no. I want everyone to know that Chris and uh, Adam actually bought down uh, my main set of drum pedals from Glasgow and an interface so I could play my backing tracks today uh, oh sorry for my show tomorrow Ooh. but they brought it down with them today so uh, I shout out to those guys you're very Help welcome brother, eh? uh, drummers only yep. love well, the shop thank you very much I was a I was a customer there before you, yeah, what was companies what? started sending me stuff and yeah it was one of the, the beautiful things you know, moving up in the world moving moving up. <laughs> being able to put you on was a kind of nice way of saying thanks for your support you know so no, we don't. I always love the shop and uh, I so yeah cheers to you guys and Paul as well and everyone else and I Yamaha, Sabian, Evans, Promark and uh, Mike Dolbear for having me at the UK Drum Show and the organisers of the Drum Show Aye, and anyone that follows me and has ever said anything nice then it's not wasted on me and it's really it's it means a lot I never thought that I'd be anywhere anywhere like this, doing mm. this kind of thing so aye, very very humble and very grateful for the opportunities that have came my way recently More than deserved mate well deserved well thanks very much for coming on and uh, thanks for joining us for half the conversation Chris you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome and I look forward to watching you tomorrow amazing man thank you so much cheers cheers, Ali see you man yeah bye Ali Richardson he's done it again he has done it again Um, he's hilarious the 
chat was lots of fun. It was done in a hotel room. Uh, Ali and I had a beer. You were driving home. I was driving home from the UK drum show, yeah. Yeah. Um, you took a phone call midway through the interview. I, I d- <laughs> I, I, and we won't, know, we won't know until like I listen to this as a finished episode whether you left it in or not. I did leave it in. Did you? I did, yeah. Leave it all um, in. Yeah, but you can't actually hear it. You, thankfully, you can't hear it. Because uh, it was it was quite a fraught phone call. DJ Adam over here. Yeah, on um, the mix. So when I, when I vacated the room, my wife was phoning me uh, in a rather uh, stressed out situation because she was working the mixing desk on a gig for the very 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 first time. While I wasn't there, it's normally me that does it, and she was having some issues. But thankfully, uh, some FaceTime uh, sorted that out. Um, but at one point. I, I, I stupidly forgot to take my hotel room door key with me, so I had to stand with my foot in the door. Yeah. So the door room, the room door was open while I was having the conversation, but I don't think you can hear it. Um, and you guys managed to carry on regardless. We did. Yeah. I think the podcast would have been probably better if I would stayed out. I would have loved to be an onlooker to seeing you, firstly holding a door open <laughs> with your foot on FaceTime your wife, and as someone walks past the room, they look and they see just like two other men. One very hairy man and Ali. <laughs> boom. Um, with microphones. Bo- with microphones. So they're like, and a camera crew, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, it would have been it would have been fun, but uh, it was a great chat. We, we got talking about a lot of cool things. You got talking about. Yeah, we got talking about talking. Um, talked about Tool's new album because Ali's a massive fan, and uh, as am I. We talked uh, a lot about Yamaha because he's a, mm-hmm. you know. A huge proponent of those drums, and we talked about the bands and all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. good. He's a cool guy. And he is a cool he's, guy. He's, it's great to have him on a platform like this, because um, he's been a customer for years, obviously. But yeah, it's magic. You know? um, he's just a positive guy, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of a great. I'm going to say a great ambassador for metal music. Nice, um, because he think I think he's you know he's championing it. Yeah, totally. The, the right way, you know, he's yeah. doing really well. He plays so well, man. Mm-hmm. If you could, guys, the the if you weren't there or you haven't uh, seen Ali play before, he's a very very talented player. And he was playing on the Mike Dolbear stage at the UK Drum Show, and he was last on on the Sunday. Is that right? I don't think he was last on, but I think he was fairly yeah. far on in, in the day. Did you see any of it? I I, I couldn't get off the stand. No, uh, unfortunately, I was on the Sonar stand pretty much on my own for most of the day. Once I got home and collapsed into my bed for several, <laughs> several, several hours, um, I woke up in time to see um, just some of the stuff that was going on socials, and he was absolutely crushing it. Yeah, I, of course he was, man. Of course he was. You know, um, he's got them chops, and I think, um, I think it was interesting for that stage anyway because I think he was the only metal guy on there. Uh, yeah, probably. And it brought a whole different dynamic to the room because they had like Sherry Sose. Um, and they had loads of other yeah, young drummer of the year and stuff. Young drummer of the year, uh, Nathan, um, who was great. Mm. Saw him on the first day, um, but like he brought a whole different atmosphere to the whole yeah. thing, you know. And it just it was it was quite refreshing to see. I think, I think it's quite clever the way he does his show as well because uh, if you haven't seen him, he takes the vocals out the tracks because it lets the drums be showcased. Yeah, and it lets the drums be the feature, and people can kind of see how he goes about orchestrating parts and how he goes about uh, delivering sort of crazy fill-ins and all that kind of stuff uh, and changes from section to section and there's no real distraction from the drumming. Yeah. It's quite powerful. Also proves how well rehearsed he is because he can 
play tracks like that complicated without vocals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For no. sure. Craig Craig Reynolds is the same. And I didn't realise that Straight From The Path actually had a vocalist oh, <laughs> until, really? until I saw some of their live footage. Oh, brilliant. Because obviously when he did the clinic with us, mm-hmm. like he just played the instrumental version like Alan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah. hello. There's a there's a, another man there. Um, that kit sounded amazing, eh? Mm-hmm. He played the live custom hybrid, which is Yamaha's new a newest kit that's just come out that replaces the live custom and it's uh, a hybrid kit yeah. magma sunburst to finish isn't it yeah um, it's gorgeous I uh, just lots lots and lots of everything that yeah. kit tone um, you know power depth tuning range yeah it's know. so versatile it really is if Ali from Bleed From Within who plays predominantly metal can use it and also uh Ralph Roll, who plays with Sheik, can also use it. Is that what he's playing? He's playing that live, yeah. Wow. He's playing live custom hybrid, though. There you go. And um, apparently it's just... Apparently as soon as he hit the bass drum in an in arena, it was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's that's great. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, no there you go. that's cool. I'm, I'm, did, full, I'm full of random facts. Yeah, me. you did a video with him, didn't you? I did, yeah. Very, uh, it was a couple of years ago I did an interview with him, and with it was the, the most awkward thing in the world. The cookie <laughs> test and all that? <laughs> yeah. You got him eating different cookies. It was proper, like, that was my attempt at being like Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay. Like, Let's mm. do something fun that you're yeah. not prepared for. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, yeah. So, but he was actually really nice, and he gave me a lot of time. Um, we met him in the... Um, for those who are Glasgow natives, uh, we were in the... Where was it? Oh, there we go. I just set it up and then forgot the name of the place myself. Um, hydro? No, but it was close to the Hydro. What's SCC? The no, what's the Armadillo? name of the hotel? The hotel. Oh! Uh, yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about. The Crown Plaza? Crown Plaza, that's where it was. And fun fact for you, it was me and um, my friend uh, Richard Smeaton. Shout out to Smeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to do this with Ralph. We'd arranged it. And <laughs> fun fact, when I was I was standing outside the hotel waiting on Richard, mm-hmm. and he's like driving around, obviously getting parked, and he like drives past me, and I just see his face drop, like his, his jaw just drops. And I'm like, I'm on the phone to him at the time, and I'm like, dude, what's, is everything all right? He's like, Adam, look, look to your left. And I was like, what? And he's like, Niall Rogers is like three feet from you. Oh, wow. And I was like, eh? And by the time I turned round, he'd already got in a cab. Oh, man. And I'd missed it. And I was like, no, wait, because sheep were staying there. Um, My for playing. very good friend, Peter, uh, does uh, documentaries. He makes right. documentaries. And he was the guy behind the Rip It Up documentaries that they just did the, the Scottish music scene. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. But he also did one, I think it was on producers for, for, uh, for BBC. Mm-hmm. And Niall Rogers was the narrator, so Peter worked wow, cool. closely with Niall Rogers through the the making of the documentary. And apparently, he's amazing, and he's yeah. got some amazing stories to tell mm-hmm. about the old days and about um, Sheik being sampled without their permission and all that. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's apparently a lovely fellow. Um, Ralph's story of how he joined Sheik is pretty cool, cool as well. Is it in the video? And uh, the interview that I did with uh-huh. him, yeah, it is, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, okay. Um, so that means you can tell it, yeah, yeah, ah, of course, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. So basically, just um, this isn't kind of how he joined Chic, but this is like related to how he joined Chic. So um, Ralph was in a Chic cover band oh, okay. that were playing at a Nile Rogers appreciation, <laughs> <laughs> right? I swear this is honestly true. And um, like, so Ralph's obviously playing, and he's like, "Oh, I really want to impress Nile Rogers," and. Uh, they just like Neil Rogers didn't even turn up. 
Oh, that's okay. how rock and roll he was. Yeah. And um, so Ralph was like, "Oh man, played my played my my butt off." And um, like a few years down the line, they were just they were in a, a rehearsal studio. I can't even remember where it was, but Sheik were in the next room, and they bumped into each other. Wow! And they just started talking. And um, apparently, or it's something like no, I might have got that confused with Steve Gadd actually, because that's how he met Steve Gadd as well. Right. Okay. Because he's a diehard Steve Gadd fan. Okay. Stevie Gadd. Stevie Gadd. Stevie Gadd played in town recently. Stevie Gadd did play in town recently. Um, of all places. Brilliant. Um, I may have got that mixed up. It was great, a long time ago. Great. Well, we'll link the video and you can correct yourself yes, on the video. Check myself. Yeah. Um, what else has been happening? I mean, pretty much moving the shop's been taking over everyone's life in here. Yeah, it yeah. has. I think people that have come into the shop have been pretty gobsmacked. Pretty gobsmacked, yeah. Um, I was pretty gobsmacked. Yeah. Um, even though we saw it, you know, sporadically being put together, it's still pretty righteous the first time you walk in and we're like, whoa. It's pretty, like, I mean, we had that reaction in the old Glasgow shop anyway, but I'm glad that that reaction has not only stayed, but amplified. Yeah. In the new place. Yeah, there's, it's like, it's just levelled up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's like the, the level 10 boss now. To, to like, put this in, uh pokemon context we've evolved into a charizard i don't know what that is but okay uh there I mean, will be <laughs> listeners who do know what that is okay. and they'll be like fist bumping yeah. through their headphones um yeah it's great um so that that was a task but yeah it was it's well like you said earlier it's well worth it yeah um be interesting to see if we can do a clinic in here if, if we do i can't wait till we do a first clinic in here yeah. i think it'll be awesome it'll sound amazing yeah It'll sound amazing. Is there anything new come in? New Evans UV twos. UV twos have dropped. Um yes. I didn't get really the chat on those, you did. I did, yeah, very briefly. So they're a similar kind of formula um to UV one. They're basically a two ply version. Right. Um and apparently uh Ben Aldred, who does our mm-hmm. all of our Didario love. We were talking goodies. about we talked about Ben with Ali. We did, yeah, that's right, yeah, so we did. Man, that chat feels like well it was a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, for you guys it wasn't, but for us it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so apparently Ben had the prototype for the UV2 on one of his drums for 13 months. <laughs> now, usually if you've got a head that you're playing fairly hard on any drum for that length of time, it's going to look like a sinkhole mm. because it'll just be so pitted and it'll just have kind of folded in almost yeah. on itself. Yeah. This head still looked pretty brand new. Wow. Which was pretty phenomenal, and that's because um, of the UV2 technology. It seems to be they've just made a more robust head. Right. And how Ben told me about it was that it's almost like a kind of blend between a coated and a clear head. Okay. Because it still has the attack of a clear head, mm-hmm. um, but it still has the nice smooth UV coating. Right. Um, wow. That this is very delicately sprayed across the head, and they don't like most common heads like they don't overspill there's no overspill on the head so when you put it on the bearing edge it's still like a clear head oh, but then obviously okay. you have the, the UV coating um, what he was telling me as well is how they road tested it is where they basically got a UV2 a G2 an Emperor and there was another one there I think by Aquarian I think response to or something perhaps. possibly something like that I think it was Aquarian anyway Um and they more or less had them all set up to like little robots mm-hmm. and they were just doing consistent just like mm-hmm. single strokes okay. on it left it overnight so they had like four machines yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. left it overnight 
came back the next day just to test like how durable the head was. Mm-hmm. Um, the aquarium, like obviously damaged. Uh, the G two showed the most damage. Oh wow! Okay. Time. Uh, the Emperor was pretty like kind of sunken, mm-hmm. um, and the UV two still looked brand new. Wow! There you have it. Obviously, there was stick like dirt yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that, ah, yeah. but like that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that's probably Ben right. actually said, we don't actually know if it's a good idea releasing these because we might see a very strong shortage of head sales because <laughs> they're just that strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not going to be for everybody, I guess. Tonally, they're not going to be everyone's well, cup of tea. That's why you need to come in and try them out for yourself. Dude, we have them on a kit. We have them on an Italo Originals kit on the shop floor and they sound amazing. It sounds monstrous. It really does. Um, the 10-inch Thompson's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're quite something. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they hit the shop floor. Um, Benny Greb was amazing, wasn't he? Oh, phenomenal. Uh, for those of you that came to see him, I'm sure will concur. Um, that was a really great, really great clinic. Mm-hmm. Good way to round out the year for clinics, mm-hmm. methinks. Um, what I love, just, I, I got to hang with him a wee bit more, um, as did you. Mm-hmm. Um, just so chilled out. So chill. Yeah, just, no, I, I did sound check his drums, as we talked about in the last podcast, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, not daunting. Oh yeah. yeah, no pressure, right? No. Um, Did it feel a bit like your first gig again, a little bit? Uh, just silly things like I hit a rim shot on the ten inch Tom because he's he's drums flat and he sits and he's taller than me. Yeah. So he sits really high. Um, so yeah, that that's a thing that's happened. I forget we actually put a podcast out about that. Yeah. Turn my brain on. I mean, I was gonna say like uh, let, let's just let's just let the people just think they went yeah. back in time a wee bit. Um, <laughs> oh. Have we had any other drums come in? Oh, we've got some new Natal kits come in. Uh, that original Champagne Sparkle, and we've got uh, some great acrylic drums as well mm, just now. Yeah, we do, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Black Friday, of course. Yeah, Black, Black Friday, Friday happened. Christmas is going to happen. Yep. <clears throat> what are you getting for Christmas? Um, my two front teeth. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> good. What are you getting for Christmas? Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh. Uh-huh. PBJ. PBJ. Um, I don't know. Um, what do you want for Christmas? Um, hmm. Drums wise, just well, yeah, I suppose. Do you know? I would love one of the new ahead armor stick bags. Oh yeah, uh huh. The Are new those the new leather um, guys? The new leather guys. Yeah, yeah man, I want one of those. Uh, they're great. I saw them at the UK drum show. Oh, is that when you first saw them? Yeah, that was the first time I saw them. So yeah, that's what I want for Christmas. That's what you want for Christmas. So yeah, if any anyone in Drumland wants to buy me a drum present, that's the one. Mhm. Mhm. There you go. I bought a new snare drum recently. You did? What was it? Remind us. I bought a Sonar D-Lite. So that's basically like... A Pro-Lite. A Pro-Lite. Yeah, yeah. it's like the older version of the Pro-Lite. So the lugs are slightly different and the tension rods are slightly different, but basically the the shell is the same. Um, So yeah, it sounds great. Vintage maple shell. Reinforcement rings. That's what all the cool kids are doing, man. That'll do it. Yeah, it will do it. Sounds amazing. Did you... Have you gigged it yet? I've gigged it once. How was it? Great. I need to spend a bit more time with it, and I think I need to get the right head for it. Mm-hmm. What head's on it? An ambassador. Right. No, that's a lie. It's a te- an Aquarian texture-coated 14-inch single-ply head, okay. so basically an ambassador. Yeah. Um, but I think something like a controlled sound will do. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll just temper the brightness just a wee bit, mm-hmm. just make it a wee bit more focused. So Focus as I will. Locus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I So that was our, our very brief roundup about what's happening. A wicked chat with Ali Richardson. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, Bleed From Within if you haven't. Um, like I said a second ago, they have a new single out uh, called The 
end of all we know uh, available on all your platforms yeah um so yeah and it's great as well yeah of course it is um so yeah um as usual where can everybody find us so everybody can find us on instagram facebook twitter at drummers only uk mm-hmm. um, you can find us online at drummersonly.co.uk maybe you want to grab yourself one of those ahead stick bags Hell maybe yeah. you want to grab mm-hmm. yourself some new uv2s that's mm-hmm. the place to do it um, you can find us uh, drop us an email info at drummersonly.co.uk mm-hmm. uh, we are open seven days a week Glasgow and Leeds mm-hmm. uh, we're at the new Glasgow store now unit 4 Weirdale Lane Queensley Park Glasgow G33 for Jai Jai or if you're in Leeds we are at <laughs> unit 1 Springwell Point unit 1 Point. Springwell Point Springwell oh, that just Road totally Leeds LS12 1AF 1AF so yes there, there we go so Chris Leeds at drummers only. if you need to drop them an email yes so um, yeah thanks for saving that there that's quite alright <laughs> I had it in my head and it just disappeared um, so yeah so come on by the Glasgow shop come on by the Leeds shop get yourself some new Christmas goodies all that jazz. Our last podcast of the year will come out uh, in December and we'll probably just do an annual roundup, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to try and plan it for Christmas Eve, so it's a nice little Christmas present mm-hmm. for you all. And that'll, uh, if we were to break this into seasons, we'll round out season one because I think that'll be the 10th podcast. Yeah, there we go. So, Can you believe yeah. we've done 10 of these things now? Well, we will do, but well, this is nine. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and we have some, we're lining up some cool people. Um, some local heroes. So yeah, look out for 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 lots more interviews coming. Um, drop us a line if there's anything you want us to talk about, and we'll do our best. Leave a nice review and yep. iTunes, and please subscribe. feel free to uh, subscribe. Yes, share, like, all that jazz. All that jazz. Uh, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.